Hi, Timmy Whispers here from Gimme the Hot Sauce Podcast. The two-way V4 features groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam, creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Fuel cell gives you the ultimate energy return, ensuring every step feels explosive and dynamic. Fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort for the entire game. The upper construction features a lightweight textile that reduces weight while remaining supportive and breathable. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, three-year, 30,000-mile complimentary maintenance, and America's best warranty ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. Complimentary maintenance included Hyundai approved oil and oil filter change, except for electric vehicles and fuel cell electric vehicles, plus tire rotation, normal factory schedule maintenance intervals for three years or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. More frequent maintenance due to severe driving conditions or conditions is excluded. Offer valid only for new 2020 or 2024 Hyundai models purchased or leased on or after February 1st, 2020. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations. Hey, the NBA season is almost here. The regular season starts on Tuesday, and we're going to talk all about it on episode 102 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. Stacey King alongside Timmy Whispers just came back with his suitcase from Las Vegas. Did you put a ton of money on the Bulls to win it all? I did. Yeah, what, was, what other bets did you make when you were there? Well, some bad ones. Well, tell, tell the folks about it, because we know you're a gambler. Well, just going there is a gamble. Just a risk of what you do to your liver. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, hey, man. So when um, you're doing when you're doing a business deal, how much drinking you do at night? A lot. <laughs> Is that a key to the key to make, getting an investor? It, it's true. You have to get them juiced up, get yourself juiced up, and then things happen. <laughs> Just like whispers. <laughs> That's the way business gets done. It. Hey, Stacy uh, went on record on the last broadcast saying the Bulls are going to win fifty, right, Stacy? I sure did, Mark, and I yeah. stand by that. I'm a okay. professional analyst. I, I'm not backing <laughs> off of that. They, they won, what, 46 games last year on a, on a year they had COVID, injuries. Uh, you're going to get Lonzo Ball back sometime at some point. And I've liked what I've seen with the addition of Drummond and mm-hmm. Dragic. I think they're going to be huge additions for the Bulls. Uh, Io now is a starting point guard, yeah. so they've got the rotations down. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the start of the season. Yeah, I thought Io was great. He started all four preseason games. He looked totally in control. He put on strength in the offseason. He's improved his three-point shooting. I think he's going to be – he's not exactly what Lonzo gives you, but I think he's going to be a great replacement. Well, I mean, he's a tough kid. And, you know, adding 10 pounds of muscle in his second year, uh, he worked extremely hard in the summer. You know, his body looks strong. I, you know, what I noticed about him is when he's going to the basket, he's able to now play through contact and finish strong at the basket. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, again, you know, he's a young point guard, still learning the position, um, and he's going to get better as the season goes along. Tim, you added 10 pounds of muscle this summer too, right? 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt barely fits. Oh, here it we is, go. It is pretty tight. <laughs> and speaking of tight shirts, speaking of tight shirts. It only took five man, minutes to get to you that. Know, hey, America, I want to take a look at this shirt right here. Francisco, turn around, Francisco, look at the camera. Now, look how small that shirt is. Now, Francisco's been out of high school for 10 years, and he decided to wear his ninth grade gym shirt that he had in gym school. You know, they used oh, to walk goodness. around yeah. you know, in gym, yeah. you know, because Francisco never wanted to play sports. He just wanted to walk, right? right? So he had a little walkman on, and he wore a little tight Prospect Heights uh, physical uh, education shirt. He should put it in a glass case. Matter of fact, Francisco, we may, we may hang that up in here. You know, we got we got retired jerseys in here. We might have to retire that small shirt today. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That shirt's so tight, we see his heart beating, America. It's it's real tight. It's real tight. Hey, listen. And then he also and also he got a haircut, America. I just want to yeah. throw that out there. His hair was looking kind of it was looking kind of rough for like the last couple of weeks. He finally scrapped up enough mer- uh, money to go to uh, Supercuts. <laughs> it was buy one, get two free. And so he was one of the people they gave it free to. <laughs> Another two bucks. I love you, Francisco. There. Don't let anybody come between us, Francisco. Okay? This is my partner right here. Francisco, my partner. Don't let anybody come between us because that's, that's how the Beatles broke up. Hey, we want to say hi to all our, our followers on the Twitch chat. That's yes. uh, one of the fastest growing things right now. I want to say hello to everybody's out there. Uh, that's an added part of the show we brought the last couple of months, thanks to our Sriracha crew here that uh, trying to bring us into the 2020s and uh, doing a nice job with that. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, you got to see Francisco's shirt. If you're just listening on the podcast, <laughs> just imagine when you were back in ninth grade, you know, just kind of a kind of a guy that was quiet and trying to hide from everybody, and they gave you this shirt that was too small and you didn't say anything, and then you wore it. <laughs> Ten years later, I mean, that, that's what we got going here. Hey, listen, that's one of those shirts you find at a garage sale. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh my god, I can't, I can't believe I found a Prospect Heights shirt. I've been looking for this for like twenty years, and then it's like a dollar. It's like a yeah. dollar. So, I, you know what? Shout out, shout out to Prospect. Is it Prospect Heights? Is that what it is? Prospect the High School. The Knights. Shout out yeah. to them. The old blue and white, the little baby blue and white. Yeah, our guy Luke yeah. Stuckmeyer went to yeah. school there. Yeah, my boy, my, my boy uh, Miles Osei, he played there. He was a star quarterback for, yeah. uh, for that school. Went to U of I, was playing there. Uh, shout out to him. And uh, shout out to Prospect. They really nice high school. Yeah. They produced some really good people. I don't know how Francisco got through there, but, um, you know, it's, <laughs> hey, I don't know. They listen to anybody in the school nowadays. So we're off to a we're off to a roaring start here. Let's, let's get back, let's, let's get back to the Bulls. Let's get back on the track. Yeah, uh, one of the other guys who really showed out during the preseason was Andre Drummond. That game in Toronto, he was three for three from three point land. He even had the celebration routine, you know, injecting into his veins. I mean, he, he's he looks like he's in great shape this year, and he's going to give them an added dimension as a low post scorer with the second unit. Well, I tell you what, he's he's been very impressive uh, with the rebound, and we already knew he was going to rebound. But the way he plays pick and roll defense, he stays in front of guards, he can switch. Um, I've been really surprised with his offensive game. I mean, he can handle the ball. He's made some nice passes. Um, had a nice two-man game the other night where he threw the ball up to Patrick Williams for a dunk. And now, and he's added three-point shooting. I, mm-hmm. I watched him in training camp. I said the last couple of training camp practices I've seen, you know, he's been shooting three-point shots. And I was really surprised because I think he comes in under 20%. Yeah, thirteen percent for his career. Yeah, what did just front him out, Mark? Well, you you, <laughs> you know mentioned under, a number. Under, I was just going to well, give you an accurate under, number. Under twenty sounded better. You just had to go in thirteen percent. Okay, he's fifteen yeah, for hundred fourteen. We got Andre Drummond on line one. He wants <laughs> to know. talk to Mark because yeah, he's after yeah. Mark anyway. Yeah, he's yeah, after yeah, Mark yeah. anyway. He's, hey, he's, you know who texted me during the game the other <laughs> night? Uh, Stinger. Oh. He, he, he sent me a one-word text. He says Drummond. 
You know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He harassed me too. Did okay, he? yeah. Stinger harassed me because you know Milwaukee was in town. Yeah. And so now you know we moved from our little room, the announcers' room that okay. we used to be at. Yeah. Okay. They moved us. We were in the penthouse, and now they moved us down to apartment one A, and uh, you know on the bottom floor, and uh, we're in the announcers' room where the uh, media room is now. Is that right? We're in a broom closet. Oh yeah, my they had goodness. us in a broom closet. Well, man. who took your old room? Oh, man, I tell you. Well, it's this new thing because you have all the women coaches and the yeah. women referees, so they need dressing rooms to, oh, to use. I so got you. so they, right. you know, they they, they, you know, they, they kicked they, you they out. kicked us out, and so now oh, America, man. they got us in a broom closet, and uh, you know, hopefully we can do some little magic in there. You know, me and Adam, <laughs> we're trying to put pictures up in there. We're, you know, we're paint, trying to paint walls in there. We're doing yeah. all the work. We're doing all the work, yeah. you know. So we're trying to make it look a little homely. Um, I, I suggest that we make it a, an announcer's Hall of Fame, you know, where we put in, like, Neil Funk, Neil Funk Johnny yeah. Ray Kerr. That's what I, I brought up to to the Bulls to do. You know, make that an official, like, uh, Hall of Fame for the announcers that have been here. Jim Durham, you know, Wayne Larrabee, all these guys who've been here that has contributed – during these uh, wonderful runs, should make that room into this. So they're going to do that. So you want me to send you a glossy so I can get my picture in there? <sighs> Mark, you only did how many games? Mark? Two. <laughs> Two games. I'm sorry. Mark, it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like Tim trying to get his, his little T-shirt retired. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. It's not going to happen. Right. Uh, let's get back to the Bulls. I, the question everybody seems to be asking there on the Twitch chat and everywhere else is, who's going to start at power forward? They started uh, Javante Green in the second game, and he played exceptionally well. He shot it at about 78% during the preseason. He really worked on his game. We had him on the podcast a month or so ago, and obviously that work has paid off. And, and I kind of like the idea of him as an energy guy with that first unit, and then you bring Patrick Williams, who can be a scorer with the second group. Well, America, I just want to uh, say this real quick. You know, the guys that we brought on our podcast are starters now. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, you know, Io is a starter. He was on the show. He's a starter. Javante was on the show. He's a starter. We already know DeMar and Zach are starters. Right, right. But those two guys were reserves last year. Now they're starters. So when they come on, when people come to yeah. the Give Me the High Sauce podcast, special things happen. We make the magic happen. Okay? So back to Javante. Okay? He's really earned that position. You know, he's an undersized power forward, but he plays bigger than what he actually is. He gives you good energy. The one thing I really like about his game is he knows his strengths and his weaknesses. Now he's hitting a three-point shot. He shot over 70% in preseason. I know it hasn't, it's not really a lot of three-point shots, but at least the threat to be able, both him and Io, to be a threat to shoot the three uh, will stop teams from packing in and taking away the drives from DeMar or, you know, Zach. I, th I thought, you know, his energy, he's, he's probably the best Bulls cutter. Like, as far as when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he doesn't stand at the perimeter and just waiting for the ball to be swung. He's dive-cutting. And when somebody catches the ball, he dive-cuts to the basket. They find him. He goes in there and dunks on somebody. And, and that's what I want to see Patrick do. I thought Patrick did that uh, in the last preseason game against Milwaukee. Uh, and you could tell Patrick's confidence because DeMar wasn't there, because Zach wasn't there, it was like he just stepped his game up. And we said that on the broadcast is that – He's got to play that way no matter who's in the lineup. That's how you're supposed to play. You're year three right now. There's no more taking back seats to guys. you got to start playing like Javante. Javante's out there just hooping. you got to hoop, too. You don't need to worry about how many shots you're going to get. Um, is this a good shot? you got to play and just go out there and play and, and not have any kind of restrictions on your game because Billy wants him to play. You know, making my career in the media all these years, the last thing I would do is would advise an athlete not to talk to the media but Patrick Williams, if you're listening to the podcast, 
don't don't say so much because he's always opening up his 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 mind and his heart and his soul when he you know he's telling it's almost like uh a therapy session when he talks to the media because after he scored 22 points against the Bucks the other day, he goes, "Yeah, he goes, I, I have to stop overthinking things. I get too, I get in my head too much, and then I don't play as well." And I'm like, "Just play. <clears throat> stop talking about it." Well, this is a kid who's not used to being in front of the media. Right. I mean, he was a sixth man at Florida State. There was other guys that got more attention than he did. And so he just kind of played a role, you know, and it's the same way here in Chicago. It's like he's a high draft pick, so therefore you're in a big city, so therefore, you know, you're going to see much more media attention. And people want to see him do well. You know, people want to see him play well. And when he doesn't play well, then they're going to ask you questions. Patrick just needs to just basically just say, hey, look, I'm just out there taking one game at a time. I'm going to mm-hmm. play hard, and whatever the team needs me to do, I'm going to do. But in his mind, he needs to be thinking, I'm just going to hoop. I'm just going to play. I'm not, I'm not worrying about how many shots I get, where they're going to come from, because what he should be doing is he should be watching Javante Green and how Javante plays. Um, he's a much better offensive player than Javante, and that's not taking anything away from, from Javante's game, but Patrick is a much more skilled player. So – Therefore, there's no reason why he couldn't be the fourth option for the Bulls. There's no way in the world he should not be a fourth option because you got DeMar, you've got Zach, you got Vooch. And Vooch is, I'm telling you, Vooch is killing. Yeah. Vooch is going to have a big, big year this year. Well, one of the guys who's excited about the start of the Bulls season is our, is our good buddy Jeff Vukovic from Nationwide Insurance. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance. That's Nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. You'll see him at the United Center attending a lot of Bulls games, and he supports all of Chicago's pro sports franchises. So if you have insurance needs, make sure to reach out to Jeff Vukovic at jeffvuk.com. And, of course, the best jingle in the NBA. Nationwide is on your side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, Golden Pipes are in rare form, baby. They gave you a two shot with Timmy. Timmy, you should have done some uh, harmony there, you know? You were all set up. No. No. I was just gonna this play the a, sax a little no. bit. First of all, first of all, it's a one man act. Is, okay. Yeah. There is no like I said, it's Michael Jackson and there's no Tito. Okay, so mm-hmm. he's off. It's just me. I, I'll give you an opportunity. Not, I, I give people the opportunity. A little harmonica, maybe? Let's, let's, let's go ahead and sing the jingle. Go ahead. I didn't even know I played the harmonica. Just, I don't care. Just go oh, sing no, the jingle. I'm not warmed up. No, no, say it, say it, say it, sing it. I'd have to smoke a cigarette or something first. <laughs> oh my God! So I you, don't even smoke. So you, you had opportunity. <laughs> and you how, blew how about Christopher Walken saying the uh, yeah, Nation Watching? Maybe even sing it. <laughs> I didn't know you did Christopher Walken singing. <laughs> well, I was, I was a song and dance man. I told you that's the last time I was here. <laughs> All right. Nationwide <laughs> is on your side. Okay. Somebody um, get the hook. Somebody needs <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Somebody needs to put him out of his misery on that. He's not a singer, ladies and gentlemen. He's not a singer. Well, we got the hot sauce read coming up. So, oh, yeah. so stay nearby, Chris. Stay close, stay we're we're going to need you. Hey, you're going to be heading to South Beach, which unfortunately isn't in January or February, but it's going to be. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you, 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 you got, oh, a, you got a game. The season opener is in Miami. <laughs> is it next week? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, I wouldn't yeah, next, next Wednesday. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Again, hey. these guys are playing games. Hey. If you're just listening to the podcast, they're having fun with the graphics. Okay, so I, I'm a little, I'm a little like, I'm a little nervous because I don't like starting on the road. Yeah. I like to start home first. But we got, you know, these first four games are pretty tough. Yeah. You know, you got Miami. Uh, people expect them to be, you know, a contender. Um, you got you know, Washington is not going to be a pushover because you got Bradley Beal back. Uh, Porzingis has played well. So you look at those first four games, 
really five out of seven. I mean, Miami, Washington, Cleveland, Boston, and I'll throw Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia's going to be good. Yes, so that's five out of seven. San Antonio's a young team. Indiana's struggling a little bit with uh, talent. But um, that Cleveland game's going to be tough at home. Yep. But I tell you what, like I said the other night, I think the key for the Bulls is to take care of home court, win every game at home, as many games as possible, and then go on the road and beat some of these teams. They, they have enough talent to beat these teams. And, again, once you get Lonzo Ball back at some point, that's just going to be like adding a, a free agent. You know, you're going to get a quality person that, you know, losing Lonzo is like losing three people. And so they, they, they're going to have to hold the fort down until he comes back. But once he comes back, that's going to be a big bonus for the Bulls. I was watching uh, the preseason game between Brooklyn and Milwaukee last night that was on ESPN, and Brooklyn looked nice. Ben Simmons is starting to find his rhythm a little bit. He's not going to be a great outside shooter, but he does so many things in terms of being a defender. They put the ball in his hands and let him set up the other guys. And anytime you've got scorers like Durant and Kyrie Irving, it's going to be a tough game anytime you play those guys. You still got to make shots. I mean, you're, you're not going to just be a ball distributor. You saw that when the playoffs with Philadelphia. Um, he's going to have to make shots. He's going to have to shoot the basketball because no matter what, he can get guys involved. He can get 10 assists easily. He can get 10 assists in his sleep. But the problem is, is when you start playing the good teams and they start backing off of you and they're not allowing guys to cut to the basket, not allowing guys to come off single-double screens, uh, able to double the ball. You know, you bring off Kyrie Irving in a, on a, in a single-double type of situation, you can lead Ben Simmons and go double the ball and get the ball out of his hands. So you probably won't see so much of that mark during an 82-game season. But when it's time to start, you know, breaking down Brooklyn and how you're going to defend what they do, you're going to see a lot of that. You think Boston might be in for a little bit of trouble with losing their head coach, uh, Ime Adoka, just before the season? And then, of course, they signed Daniel Gallinari, but he had the knee injury that knocked him out for the year. They had Brogdon, who's going to help, but you know they were the Eastern Conference champions, but they could be a little bit vulnerable to start the year. Well, it's going to be tough because I thought uh, Udoka did a great job, especially in the second half, of defining roles. I thought in the first half, they they struggled in the first half. Bulls beat them a couple of times during that, during that stretch. Beat them pretty good. Beat them in Boston. Um, I, I think what he did in the second half was define roles, and guys started understanding what their role was. Uh, your two-star players learn how to play with each other instead of alternating every single time down the floor. You go. No, I'm going to go now. You go. Uh, I think they really understood the, the ball movement, uh, I thought Marcus Smart, who was on the trading block at some point, um, I thought he really solidified, you know, their their point guard position. Um, they're losing Robert Williams. I mean, that's I mean, this guy is, is a talent for them, a rim protector. Um, you got Horford that's older. <clears throat> I'm not really <clears throat> I'm not really nervous about them, Mark. To be honest with you, I mean, uh, that's not one team I'm worried about. The two teams I, that I'm looking at that will cause the Bulls problems is Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's a monster. Side, yeah. Okay, that's, that's – and, and Giannis. Those are the only two teams that really concern me as far as the Bulls having them face them at some point. These other teams, Miami, they don't have the size to to give us problems. Uh, Brooklyn, I still think they're, they're going to implode at some point. You know, <laughs> Kyrie Irving decides to sit out, oh, I'm not going to play today or whatever. Um, there's still some hurt feelings there, you know, between the players in the front office. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about anybody in the Eastern Conference. I'm not worried about Cleveland. I'm not worried about Atlanta. Um, the Bulls can beat, play with any of those teams. Toronto, not worried about those guys either. But the two teams that concern me the most is Milwaukee and Philadelphia. 
Zach Levine didn't play a whole lot of minutes in the preseason. He mentioned the fact that because he had the offseason arthroscopic knee surgery and, of course, he uh, welcomed a child into the world, he was kind of busy with other things. He says he's kind of ramping it up slowly in terms of playing five-on-five, but I think once they're playing for real, you're going to see the the same old Zach. I I know people were concerned a little bit about because his numbers are down. I mean, he's averaging almost eight points a game. I mean, he's coming off knee surgery, and it's the preseason. And, you know, most star players, unless your name is Michael Jordan – are not out there in kill mode. You know, I thought DeMar DeRozan was in kill mode. I think, you know, DeMar looked like the same yeah, DeMar. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like he was playing he the did, Drew League. Yeah. Like he played last year. So um, I, I think Zach was more just getting his rhythm, trying to, you know, get himself in basketball shape and, and trying to, you know, make sure that he gets through the preseason without being hurt. And I think the Bulls were really watching that as well. Before we uh, bring in our special guest, we've got Stephen Polikov, who is the co-founder of Drippy. We've got some really interesting things to talk about in terms of athletes and merchandise, a lot of exciting stuff, so we're going to have him in just a couple of minutes. But i got to get your thoughts on the whole Draymond Green thing. I mean, oh. he, he went in and apologized. Of course, that video became public after we talked last yes, week, yes. and that really took it to the nth degree. And Steve Kerr, who you know very well, said this was the biggest crisis we've ever had since I became coach of the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, they didn't suspend him because they didn't want him to miss ring night, which seemed a little bit hypocritical to say, well, this is a terrible thing, but we're going to let you come out and celebrate with the team for ring night. I'm going to tell you what, man, I mean, I saw the video and yeah. I was just like, you know, when you didn't see the video, you didn't really know how bad it was. Yeah. You, know? you thought it was a normal it, it, it's basketball thing. It's like a normal thing. push and shoving, yeah. whatever. But after I saw the video, I was like, oh my God. Like yeah. that, I mean, he could have hurt that kid. Yeah. You know, he could have knocked him out, you know, busted his head open. There's so many things that could have went wrong. You know, it could have had a Rudy Tomjanovich type of thing where his yeah. face was broken or whatever. But I'm telling you right now, if I'm Jordan Poole, that's never over. Right. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm getting you back every single day we walk into that arena. Practice. We fighting every single day till I feel like I got my lick back. Because that was kind of a sucker punch. And, you know, Jordan Poole, I don't know, I don't know what kind of person he is. I don't know if he's been in a lot of fights. You know, I don't know. The way it looked, it didn't like he's been in a lot of fights. Well, he pushed because, him and he dropped his hands. Because, first of all, in, in any kind of street fight, you, don't, you know, a person can talk trash from a distance. You can talk trash all day. You can say, oh, Stacey this, da, 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 all right, whatever. But once you start eating up that space, now I got to get in battle mode. Like, yeah. I got I to get ready to protect myself. And my motto, where I come from, you don't let nobody walk up on you. Even if they're even if they're their hands are down, you don't let anybody walk up on you and you get ready to get a two piece. And so I'm gonna hit you before you hit me. So once he pushed Draymond, he should have been like he should have yeah, been yeah, squared yeah. up. He just kind of put his hands down and Draymond came with like the he came like with the, the Tyson on him, yeah. boom, and, and knocked him down. But I tell you what though, they they're gonna have to trade one of us. They cause I'm fighting you every day. Like, no, we, we, you ain't getting away with that. Did you notice that that Ron Adams, the former Bulls yeah. assistant, was walking behind Draymond, and he knew he knew something was going to happen, but obviously what, what's thing. Ron going to do? That's you know? another thing. No player stood up and, and you know, got yeah. between those guys before it got to that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when the, when the – we don't know what was said, but you could tell there was a lot of things said between the two guys. And no one stepped up to say, "All right, man, chill." No coach stepped yeah, up to say, "Shut up." Yeah. No one, no one did anything. They just let it go. And then when Draymond came over, I'm sure that in his tone of voice, you knew something was going to happen. And you've been around this guy his whole career. Yeah. You guys know him. So to allow him to do that to a younger player, uh, I'm telling you what, man. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you can ever recover from that. Yeah, I don't, you, I don't know. You think this is the beginning of the end for uh, for Draymond as a warrior? I think I this think is so. going to be his last season. I, I think I think what they're doing now because if they, if it wasn't Mark, they would have paid him. 
Okay, and here's watch this right here. Now, see, you can tell they're talking. They're talking right now. A lot of you can tell Draymond is talking. Yeah. Okay, and from what I heard was with the, that pool was getting the best of the conversation. Watch There's Ron right Adams here. coming in in the back there. He sent Boom. some. Oh my goodness! You well, talk that, about that a was, straight right yeah, hand. That was, that was, uh, but but you could see you could see right then and there. Like from what I heard was said was was that Poole said something to on the lines of you know you should have been out the league seven years ago if you did if it wasn't for Steph and and uh, <laughs> and, and Clay Thompson you'd been out the league seven years ago and that kind of stung because there are some people who've been saying that that yeah. you know you know he he claims to be this great player I'm a Hall of Fame player. You know, is he really a Hall of Fame player? I mean, I don't know. Um, but he's benefited from having Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, Clay Thompson his whole career. And when those guys were out with injuries and he was the only one on the floor, you know, that's why Charles Barkley coined the the triple single because that's what he was right, getting. Right, right, and right. he was getting the so triple average, single. Yeah, yeah, it was the average. And then, and, then, and then they weren't winning, then he went on the injury list because yeah. he wasn't playing well. Yeah. So – Listen, I like the way he plays. I mean, he, he you've got to have that type of guy on your team that's kind of a glue guy. Yeah. But that was uncalled for. We've I mean, talked about in the past, though. He's good on that team. Yes. But you put him on some other if team. If you put him on anybody yeah. else's team, yeah. he may not he may not be that good. Right. You know, he may not yeah. be that good. He he's good at talking. Yeah, I remember I saw uh the tweet with uh with uh Trey Young saying he want he really wants to get the LA bad. And I think what Golden State is doing is if they can get the same production from Wiseman, because they have not seen Wiseman play a full season. This he's looked good in preseason. Yes, he has, yeah. He's looked good in the summer league. So now if this kid can show that he can play that power forward position and and give them what they need out of that position, I think Draymond's gone. I think Kaminga, Kaminga's shown, you know, some bright spots that he can play that position and you got less of a headache dealing with him. One of the people on the Twitch chat mentioned it reminds me of the Meritage thing, but that was different because Meritage no. actually initiated that, yeah. and and Bobby was really defending himself because Meritage charged him. See, people don't know about that fight. Everybody, yeah. Bobby took a took a, a really beating in the press about that. Meritage started it. Meritage started the the fight, and he Bobby finished it. Okay? <laughs> it was one punch. It was, it was one punch. Mir <laughs> Listen, and just like we just said, I mean, they both squared up. It yeah. wasn't like someone. It wasn't like that. Right. They both squared up and they both met in the middle and oh woo, woo ambulance comes. Like, That's when Meritage decided I better go back to Europe. Nine one one, we got a man down. <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, he's out ten. I don't know if you saw it on social media. Bobby was defending himself. He goes, Don't compare this to, to my situation. No. Because it's, it's totally different. No, and you know what? And Bobby told him not to told him to stop. Yeah. Like, don't, hey, man, let's, you know. I'm for stop. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, this, I know this what stop. to do here. And, and, you know, crazy eyes, you know, he get them crazy eyes, boom. <laughs> you know, he ain't messing around. Like, I mean, Bobby had a reputation of being a guy that's good with his hands. You know, there's certain guys in the NBA, like when I came in, you just knew there's certain guys that were good with their hands, yeah. you know, and, and people didn't mess with them, you know. And the people who weren't good with their hands, those are guys always got picked on. You know, people always want to fight them. Right, you know, right. So, Gotta have, yeah, hey, listen, you got to have a squabble game in this game, boy. You can't fight. Don't and that, say and, nothing. Don't and, say nothing if you can't fight. And that really hurt Bobby because he bounced around from Washington to the Knicks, and then he finally found a home in Milwaukee. finally got paid this summer because he was really going on one-year contracts because people always thought, well, he's unstable. You know, we can't, we can't control him. Well, think about this. We, we, you know, we get rid of Bobby, and we could have used Bobby. Bobby's great. Bobby's a great player. Yeah, Bobby, great Bobby, kid too. He's a great kid. He plays hard. Um, he's gonna give you every ounce 
of whatever he has. And he's, he's that guy that when something goes down, he's the first one in the mix. That's the kind of guys I like. I don't like guys when there's a scrap, when there's a scrabble going on and you're playing like, like a Grayson Allen. If Grayson Allen would have done that with Bobby Portis on this team, Bobby yeah. Portis would have knocked him into the third row. Yep. You know, he would have been the first guy to go after Grayson Allen. So those are the kind of guys you need, like those Bob Proberts, you know, in hockey, you know, Ty Domies, these guys who 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 pay back other people from hurting stars. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't let you don't let players get away with that kind of stuff. And for people who don't know that much about Bobby Portis, you know, he's a product of a single parent home, Little Rock, Arkansas, raised poor. He's got brothers. He's taking care of the whole family financially. He's a stand up guy. You know, I remember when he was drafted, he came with his mom and, and the media got a chance to talk to his mom. He, he cares so much about his family. And now he's kind of been a, adopted by that Milwaukee community. And well, they love he him. never want to leave there. They now. love him. I mean, he took less money to stay there. He's he starting now. He's starting. He's got he's got a championship ring. He's a he was a big part of them winning the championship. Uh, he comes in the grand, he comes in the game and he gets like a standing ovation. He gets like the second loudest ovation behind Giannis. So that tells you, and he loves it there. So uh, he had an opportunity to leave for bigger money um, and decided to, you know, hey, I like it here. I'll take less money. I got a chance to play with a great player, an MVP caliber player every every night. Um, got a good coach who believes in me and lets mm -hmm. me play my game. Why wouldn't you leave? Yeah, we got to get Bobby on the show one of these weeks. Yes. He's a great kid. All right, let's get uh, Christopher Walken back in to talk, tell the folks how they can get the best hot sauce in America, in the world, if you're watching on Twitch or on YouTube, you see the product placement right in front of us, the various flavors. Chris, can you promote this? Uh, tell the folks how to, they can get their own bottle. Oh, man, it wasn't rewritten yet. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is terrible. Oh. Uh, Power through. Power uh, acting. Somebody help me. <laughs> Trying to score the best hot sauce <laughs> in the game? Listen up. We got a variety of flavors that will bring you some spice into your life. That's right, Stace. Give me the hot sauce that's the best small batch organic sauces for your kitchen. <laughs> the fan favorites of St. Pat's Verde, the Sweet King's Q, and that Chicago Fire 1871, Mark. You, ever, you ever get that on your <coughs> nose hairs? <laughs> Stop by GiveMeTheHotSauce.com and use code KING21 to get 21% off your first order. Give me the hot sauce. And there's our beautiful graphic right there. You see the Chicago Fire graphic. You see the lava, the hot lava that's floating in there to just kind of bring out the hot sauce. Look, oh, there's St. Pat's Verde. We've, we've had a, I had a friend uh, the other day, had a little minor mishap with the St. Pat's Verde. They opened it up and they cut their finger. They were, you know, if, if I wasn't their friend, they would have tried to sue us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so special shout out to Princess Diana, you know, a.k.a. Shay Roussel, who uh, heard her, her her uh, her thumb, she was bleeding. She opened it up spots. <laughs> he wasn't making seventy one. Get that no. in the cut. Oh, oh get that in the cut. He's done. They have to amputate. Yes, this eighteen seventy one got in there. Just burns right in there. You like turn it into the Incredible acid. Hulk when that mixes with your blood. Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, we just got the signal from Wrap It Up from Maddie, and yeah. she got a little attitude. Our, our guest is standing by wow. in, in the Sriracha green room. So yeah. coming up next, Stephen Polikoff is going to tell us about some Sorry, very interesting Maddie. business he's got going now. That's next on Give what Me the Hot Sauce. attitude by Maddie. <laughs> Episode 102 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. And Stacy, I'm going to let you make the introduction since you know this uh, young man from coaching him in baseball. 
Yes, I've known Stevie Polakoff probably since he's like six years old. He's one of the, the co-founders of this wonderful, awesome company called Drippy. Uh, his partner also I've known since he's probably about six mm -hmm. years old. So these kids grew up. They're friends with my older son, Eric. Uh, they played baseball, football with them, um, and they've had plenty of sleepovers during the times they've grown up. So it's really cool seeing these these kids grow up and 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 do their thing and um, you know make a mark in, in life. Yeah, you know because like you feel like you know that you feel like honestly like you've known them since they were little kids, and then you see them grow up and they're all doing good and and it's awesome. Well, you, that. you played professional that. baseball, too, yes, right? yes. I Tell us a little bit about yourself, all right, Stevie. all right. Let's get started a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, grew up in Buffalo Grove, um, hopped around from a, yeah, BG, we let's see some go, fist pumps. BG. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Love that. Um, and then... Stop. Uh, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, hopped around a few colleges, University of Rochester, and then actually um, went abroad to the Dominican Republic, lived in the Dominican Republic, went to junior college in uh, California, and then finished playing college ball at the University of Hawaii. And then after the University of Hawaii, uh, signed as a free agent with the White Sox, played two years of professional ball, and then have been on the other side coaching ever since mm -hmm. in professional ball. And then now, um, you know, with the rise of COVID and a lot of markets tr uh, changing really during that time, the idea of Drippy got its inception. And with my co-founder, Eric Dubow, um, you, you call him Frenchie. Is that Frenchie. right? Frenchie, Frenchie Dubow. Yeah. That's right. Frenchie <laughs> Dubow. Um, so what we've collaborated on is the first marketplace for pro athletes and celebrities to sell their own personal items directly to fans, while each transaction also has proceeds benefiting charity. So we're really excited for what we have, considering really there's, there's nothing like this out right now where the talent's actually able to grab market value for their likeness. And that's something that we really look forward to, you know, giving the power back to, you know, the player, the celebrity themselves, because they are the ones um, that make something valuable. So that's something we're, we're really looking forward to doing. How much do you think you could get for Cisco's high school uh Oh, Gym that shirt. shirt? Oh, yeah. man. I mean, if you authenticate it, the, that, see, that could so, be worth hey, something, so, you know? You know what? You bring up a great point. So um, the authentication part is, is extremely big. Yeah. And we're grateful um, that we have actually Michael Osaki the um, oh, there we have Michael Davis's cleats up there. That's right. So Mike, uh, Michael Osaki is the lead appraiser for PSA, which is one of the biggest authenticators grading companies in the world. And we have him at, who will be overseeing you know some of our head of authentication and as we expand. And we're really grateful to have him on the team. And that that's a bit that's a big get because you know he's been in Forbes, New York Times as one of the leading appraisers really in in, in the entire industry. So we're excited on, on that front. Tell us a little bit about, because, you know, what I see as an athlete and, you know, you get fans to come up like we, you know, you love to sign autographs for kids. You right. love, you never turn kids down. Right. But what you start to see in these, these guys who are like 50 years old and, you know, they're, they're getting your autograph. They'll bring like 20 cards. Yeah. You'll sign your autograph because you're being nice. You know, oh, here you go, my man. And then next thing you know, you see it on eBay. You see it being sold somewhere, which is very frustrating to athletes because it's like, well, we're giving you an autograph out of the kindness of our heart because we think you're a fan. And then you're taking our autograph and then you're selling it out there and you're making money off of it. So how did you guys decide, like, hey, we need to we need to give the athletes back control? Yeah, so, so I think myself being in professional sports, being, you know, having played and even, you know, now being in clubhouses and, and understanding the dynamic there, um, I had some conversations with guys 
that were really excited, you know, to sign a, bun a bunch of baseball cards, say, for, for Tops, right? Tops, everyone knows Tops. And, you know, they, they would say, wow, you know, uh, you know, I'm signing all these cards. Like, hey, how, mu how much you getting? How much are they paying, for you, paying you know, you to do that? It's like 80, 80 racks. You know, wow, 80 grand to sign a bunch of cards? That, that's amazing, right? Now, in reality, when you're signing 40,000 cards that they have to do, okay, $2 a card. And then when you really look at some of the variations of these cards, the gold speckles, you know, they, you know how they do that stuff with the, mm -hmm. the variations, you know, they number them out of five, out of 25 that, you know, some of those end up grabbing thousands of dollars in the resale market and those players are not getting anything. So then once that clicked and I kind of saw the dynamic of, yeah, you know, the, the players and, and the celebrities really are, are getting taken advantage of in this industry. It, it was a, uh, an opportunity for us, and, and we're really looking forward to uh, capitalize, really, um, in this market because there's a need. We've had multiple agencies inbound on us, and um, we're really excited, hopefully, to be to be fundraising in the future and, and, and really you know, change the industry because the memorabilia industry as a whole has really been archaic with how they do things. Um, and during COVID, there, there started to be a lot of venture capital money that started to pour into the industry, and you started seeing applications um, for the phone where people can have their card collections and have their, you know, their virtual portfolios per se. You know, it's really started to be looking at it as, a, as an alternative investment. And um, with that, it was, you know, we really have something here. And, you know, I gave Eric uh, Frenchie DeBeau the call. And, um, you know, with his background in, in venture capital, um, in, in the investment space, especially, you know, Chicago Tech and, and everything there is, it's a really good opportunity. So we're really looking forward to not only helping celebrities and professional athletes, but also really giving back to charity. Um, not many um, platforms out there actually allow each transaction to benefit charity, and that's something that we're looking forward to doing. Right now we have one partner charity, um, Smiles for Miles, which benefits pediatric cancer. Um, former MLB player Clayton Mortensen um, it's in honor of his son, Miles. So we're grateful that a percentage of each transaction right now goes to that. But, you know, any celebrity or talent that's onboarded can also choose the charity of their choice. Yeah, you guys are relatively new in this business. How difficult is it to try to attract professional athletes to come on board? Yeah, so, so that's a great question. I think having the credibility of maybe who's behind the brand that you know what Eric brings in his experiences with venture capital in that sense, and then also you know I, I, I've been in professional sports now for what seven eight years. I mean you know we're climbing up there the connections and you know as you kind of work your way up in the game you know reputation reputation matters always and um, I think once the value prop is really put in front of a lot of guys. It just makes too much sense to not do. Like so, you're so we would we would have guys say, wait, wait. So you're telling me, wait a minute, I can actually get market value. Like I'm not gonna for for my 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 shoes. So let's put it this way: not only game use shoes, we're talking off the field items as well. So we're talking the the exclusive Jordans. You know, I'll I'll put a little plug here. You know, we we are fortunate. Soon we will have a pair of Jordan 12 OVO Drake collab with a very very. Um, top rookie in the NFL with the New England Patriots. We will have his Jordans very soon for, for resale. Um, and it's just, it, we're, we're taking on and off the field items in allowing the owners to get 
the 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 market value they deserve. So it, it's 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 really exciting. So do you so do you guys find yourself like you know you're competing against the guys who actually go to these memorabilia places? They got to be pissed at y'all, really, <laughs> because like you know they were probably getting all that stuff for free. <laughs> yeah, now, and now they got to go to Drippy and like basically <laughs> bid for things now. Yeah, so so it's interesting you say that we. We wanna we wanna work with everybody. You know, we don't see this as kind of a uh, a doggy dog world where we're gonna you know eliminate those those memorabilia dealers that have been in it for so long because, you know, in reality, if it wasn't for them, the space wouldn't be where it is right now. So we look forward to working with them in ways really to see how um, hopefully they're they're intrigued to to adapt and grow because you know we're really. If from the social channels, you know, this memorabilia industry has been this almost like, and I'm curious your take on it, Stacey, you know, almost like this like back room thing, you know, where it's like you get their stuff and then someone's got to sell. It's like, you know what, wait a minute, there's a, there's a legitimate market out there and we're going to formalize it. Like it doesn't need to be this hush hush thing like, oh yeah, th those rare Jordans, that rare Gucci bag you have that, you know, oh, give to your buddy to sell. No, 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 it's okay. Send it to Drippy's headquarters in Chicago. We're all, we will authenticate it and we will sell it for you. And that's that's what it is. Yeah, some of the high end stuff is crazy. You mentioned we were, before we started about the Jordan uh, game worn jersey. <laughs> yeah. We sold for like ten million dollars. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, where do where do people get the money to throw around on on memorabilia? So I think the best way to put it is people really starting to view these items as alternative investments. Okay. And that's really what you're seeing, especially in in, in the sports card industry. Um, you know, right now, actually, I checked before before I came. Had to be prepared. Um, there's a there's currently like a Steph Curry rookie with with the game used jersey on. The, you know how they take a piece of the uniform, put it yeah, on the card, sure. and then they autograph it in a, uh, a BGS, which is Beckett, which is a, a competitor of PSA actually, graded in a 9.5. It's uh, it's pulling over over three hundred thousand dollars right now with with nine days left. I mean, so the money in this industry is ridiculous. I pulled some stats. Um, you know, right now, really, the, the collectibles industry as a whole, worldwide, it's over $370 billion. That's a B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the sports memorabilia itself is $15 billion worldwide. And you have over 200 million collectors worldwide. And right now, and, and you know, Mark, you touched on it with, um, with the authentication process. The FBI actually estimates that around 50% in the game used is fake and yeah. that's something that we're going to be able to eliminate based on us getting it directly from the source so we're, we're really excited for what we have here so so you're saying you're saying that 50 percent of some of the memorabilia that's out there is fake possibly yeah that's what our research indicates from the from the fbi so. i'd be mad as hell yeah if i paid yeah. if i paid thousands of dollars to get something like a babe ruth Jock, okay. Right. I'm not gonna buy no damn jock. I'm just throwing that out there, okay. <laughs> it's an interesting yeah. choice, Stacy. Yeah, but you know, know we hey, don't want to hey, psychoanalyze that. Hey, buddy. That. Hey, buddy. Hey, it that can be expensive. DNA on it. You it can, can be expensive. It. <laughs> it be. You know, there's actually there's an Andre the Giant jock. See? No, See? there is. No, they're for See? real. For real. For real. Uncollectible, which is so we we had talked about um, some of these apps that came about, you know, for to allow people to invest in alternative assets. And currently, there's an app called Collectible, which does fractional shares of very high-priced items, whether it's a Sandy Koufax game-used jersey or some of the multi-million-dollar cards that are out there. There's actually an Andre the Giant jock See? 
right mm. now that I actually do have some ownership in. See? So, See, uh, y'all thought I was crazy. <laughs> y'all thought I was crazy. Now, me personally, me personally, I'm not buying nobody's job, okay? <laughs> but I'm just saying, they, they can sell anything. You yes. can give them That's anything. Right. That's right. They can. They, there's a market out there. There's some yeah. freaks out there that like jocks. Okay. There's, <laughs> just like there's guys that like toes painted and all that. So we've had a couple of guests on here talking about they like feet. So there are some people out there. So anybody can give you anything. They can give you so anything. Yeah, anything. A mouthpiece. I mean, a mouthpiece. Exactly. So anything. This is Exactly, a and plate? the way you keep, yeah, I mean that's right. Hey, buddy, don't interrupt. Him. <laughs> yeah, like, like He's trying food. to explain something. Well, I'm just saying something bizarre, like dried food on a plate. No, know, but so I mean, if you think about plate. it, there's been, I mean, when you when you see what what people pay for really and that there's a market for, you see air from concerts that sells. You know, I mean, for real, there's some crazy stuff. And to your point, anything. Anything from oh, personal collections. There are some crazy from, things being sold. Yeah, so from personal collections uh, to, yeah. to game use. I've to, seen it. Yeah, you know, to that hat on your head, Stace. Maybe, hey. maybe we'll put that up. Hey. We'll have you sign it. We'll authenticate hey, it. Law and area. Hey, law and area. Hey, so I, I, I listen. You know, I, I, we're speaking of anything memorabilia. Okay. Yeah. So I just came. I was just one of the ten most sexiest people in Montana. We have. Sorry the, about it. We have the. Uh, Sorry we, about you it. You know, we have the. Uh, we, we have the cover. So I want to give that to Drippy. Oh. And I want to auction it off. Can't um, wait. Yeah. 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 So Can't wait. We'll. There. We'll. Uh, throw that out there. Look at Mark. <laughs> Mark just wants to hate on me right now. No. 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 He was hate on me, America. Hey, you made that bit work twice. Listen, so it's gotta so be I'm worth something. You, I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that cover, and I want that on. I want to give that to Drippy. That's great. And so we want to auction that off. That'll be worth a lot of money out there, America. You'll be able to bid on it, because like I said, there's only ten of us out there in Montana that's sexy, and I'm Ooh. one of the ten. I'm just throwing that out there. Ooh. What about the uh, copy for the Christopher Walken uh, ad read? Oh yeah, I'll sign it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can authenticate in a celebrity impersonation. Yeah. How did y'all come up with the name Drippy? That's what I yeah, want to know. How so, did you come yeah, up with that? So that's that's a that's a great question. And I think um I would love to hear Eric's take on this, but I think always, you know, you know, in 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 common day, you know, vernacular speak today, you know, it's check out the drip. You know, oh man, that guy's got some drip. You know, I can only imagine Stace, you know, you can probably throw some nice some nice uh you know, ad libs around that, but you know, it's keeping it drippy, you know, and it's so it's like, wait, drippy, like kind of, kind of, kind of vibes, you know, and so it's just an everyday, it's an every, he's like, what, what? You know, he's like, no, I, I, told you, I, I love the logo. Yeah, I like yeah, the logo here, too. Stace, you know what? It's, it's perfect. It's, it kind of sounds freaky. <laughs> How about let me feel my drippy? <laughs> I thought it was about the jock strap. Stace, we got you. Oh, look, let's we go. There you go. Let's go. Can we get a shot of that right there? Drippy, baby. We got Drippy right here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. At Get Drippy Now on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie. Okay. I just saw you with I want the sweatshirt, man. Seriously. You want the sweatshirt? All right. We'll get it done. with Drippy on there. We'll get it done. I like that. I like that. I like that. We got you, Stevie. I know the owners of the company. So I don't know if I can get you guys anything. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm just taking care of myself. Every man for himself, God for us all. It's like that discount with Windy City Limousine, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went there. You went there. Oh, Mark, come on, man. Yeah, can we use King Twitter? Hey, I just want to make sure Mike's listening <laughs> wow. out there. Wow. Hey, Mike. Mike, you heard that, Mike. You're my, hey, Mike. I love you, boy. <laughs> don't let don't let him come between us, Mike. You're That's my right. loyal. You're my loyal friend. Ride or die. Yes, ride or die, guy. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say ride or die to a limousine driver. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, what, tell us more yeah, about, yeah. The, about the charity component, yeah, because absolutely. I'm sure that when you approach athletes, yeah. you know, they, if they don't know you, right. they're always going to be a little bit skeptical. 100%. What, what is this guy's angle? Yeah, exactly. And when you start talking about That's charity, yeah. and, but I'm sure that a lot of these guys are very interested in trying to give back to the community. Absolutely. And I think sometimes at least what I've seen and what we've seen in, in talking to athletes or the representatives is sometimes they don't know how to do that. Right. That's yeah. a, that's a real thing. And, um, at the same time with us, you know, keeping the talent in mind, the, the celebrity, the athlete in mind, because we are a talent centric platform. It's no one wants to feel at the same time too like, like a sellout per se for what they're doing, but also there's a big opportunity here to give back. And once we started realizing like, wait a minute with each transaction, each person who has their preferred charity, some proceeds of the transaction, obviously majority of it usually does go to the talent, but there is every single transaction, there is a portion that goes to a charity of the talent's choice. Mm -hmm. So for whatever they want to donate to, and you know, we're even willing to, to potentially have you know, 100% everything go to charity on behalf of the talent, um, that, that's something we can do. And we really look forward to helping. It, it's like this whole cyclical type event, if you think about it, where now fans are able to get closer to the game than ever before. Um, you know, from items or even closer, you know, Stace, I'm sure you've had some, some crazy stalker fans can get closer to you, really. <laughs> that, <laughs> there you go. Oh, sorry, Tim. <laughs> I didn't know. No one saw that. 30 years yeah. of abuse. 30 right. years of abuse. So you, you have these people that can now get closer to the, to the celebrities than ever before. They can get closer, right? Because at COVID, everyone was pulled away. Yeah. So getting closer now is a big deal. But then at the same time, not only does... The talent know that they're giving back to their fan base and, and building their brand as themselves and, and representing themselves, but also they're giving back to a great cause that they want to give back to. So it's it's pretty cool. So if there's any athletes out there listening, how can they contact yeah, you? Yeah, so that's that's a, that's a great question. So getdrippy.io is our website, and we are happily live. Um, at get <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, at get drippy now on Twitter and Instagram. And shoot us a message or shoot us an email, info at getdrippy.io, and go from there. But we're really excited to, to really change the industry and, and, and grow in Chicago. Chicago, baby. That's, that's where we are. That's awesome, man. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to get drippy, and we're going to give out some of our stuff. I might give out a couple of banners over here. And, Let's go. You know, oh, yeah, there we go. We got yeah. the site. Okay, so oh, check look, it. Oh, look, this look. is great. I love it. Yeah, okay. So right here, how it works, right? This is great. You guys have this up. So right I'm on field. first class organization over I here. I see man. that. I see that. Um, super big league over here. So the items from the player or celebrity on field or off field, right? So uh, whether it's cleats or shoes off the field, those items get sent directly from that person or that person's representative to our headquarters in Chicago. Right. We then authenticate it. And then they, there's a cool drippy box that we send it out in. And then right now, you know, our feature talent that we have right now, Michael Davis on the Chargers. We've got Kevon Wallace. We've got A.T. Perry. Kevin Made, top 30 prospect for the Chicago Cubs. Nick Westbrook, Addison Coffey, who's a prospect for the Chicago White Sox. You've got Luke Williams with the Miami Marlins. Khalil Shabazz, San Francisco. Uh, Jack Suwinski, actually Chicago native, who's one of the... Um, yeah, I saw his family at a game at Wrigley Field oh, did you really? this yeah. summer. Yeah. yeah, so Jack's great, phenomenal dude. We've ac we actually trained together back back in the day a little nice. bit coming up. And, uh, 
yeah, no, we have a pair of his cleats, and you know, we're we're open to all sports, all all professional athletes, and and all celebrities really. So we will get into the YouTubers, the TikTokers, the Instagram mm-hmm. influencers because it doesn't stop. Well, you know, I just want to say one thing before we let you go, Stevie. You guys throw these awesome parties. You guys, you throw, you always have these awesome parties somewhere where you're having like your your demonstrations and stuff. And, and I've never been invited. <laughs> and I just, you know. Are you talking about the one in, 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 in Paradise Valley I, 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 last year? Yeah, Paradise yeah, Valley? That yeah, was the one, huh? Yeah, that was really, that, was the that, one? that, that hurt me. That hurt that, me, you Well, know? you know what? You these, these, guys, these guys come to me. They get some advice. I give them some advice, you know. Yeah. Then they throw a nice party. It was, it was like, uh, like in the mountains. Was it in the mountains? Oh, it was in the mountains. It was like in the yeah. mountains. It was like, it was like some high-tech stuff. I'm like, they didn't even invite yeah. me. And I know these guys, they were six years old. I'm like, oh, man, that hurt me. Well, you will get a special invite to our next there one. There you go. I promise okay. you. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, it's coming. Okay. It's yeah. coming. Prepare yeah, yourself, I'll believe Stace. it when it's I coming. see it. Okay. It's but yeah, yeah, I'll believe it. Well, Steve, it sounds like you got a great thing going. Really appreciate it. Give that. our best to Eric. Absolutely. Uh, sorry he couldn't make Bridget! it this time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, best of luck. We'll be following you. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a growing business. Yeah. And we'll, we look forward to following your progress. Really appreciate that. Thanks again, you know, Stacy, for ha- having me on. And I know Eric. Eric's listening, and you know this is this has been amazing. Really appreciate it. We're oh, we're really man. looking forward to it. So uh, at Get Drippy now, Instagram and Twitter. Had to throw the plug. <laughs> yeah, throw it in there, baby. You know, get drippy. Was, yeah, get drippy, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna get drippy, baby. I love it. I love it. So Stephen Polikov, our yeah. special guest in studio here Thank on you. Give Thank Me the you. Hot Sauce. We're gonna talk uh, some favorite TV shows when we come back. NBA regular season is almost here. It gets started with a doubleheader on TNT on Tuesday. The Bulls' first game is in Miami on Wednesday. And we asked, uh, we had a poll question we put out there yesterday asking which supporting player will have the biggest impact on the Bulls' success this season. And the results, this is from our friends at Bulls Reddit. Uh, they're going with Io DeSumo as the winner there over Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams, and Javante Green. And really, you could have gone with any of those guys, Stacey, because they're all going to be critical to what success the Bulls achieve this year. I tell you what, the bench mob is back. Uh, their bench is going to be dynamic. They're going to be bringing a lot of scoring off the bench. The other day, they had they had a bunch of like 50, 60 points off the bench. Um, but I, I, I would say, you know, Io's got the lead, but I like Javante Green because there's five of them out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the comments we got. So <laughs> Jay Rutt said this is a hard vote because there are actually five Javante yes. Greens. So obviously they were they're following Stacy. Uh, another comment, Caruso without a doubt. Although I could see Io possibly being the right answer too if he takes a leap this season. And of course everybody's a little bit nervous about Patrick Williams. But as we mentioned in our first segment, you know, let the kid play. You know, he scored 22 points against Milwaukee. All the physical tools are there. The kid's 21 years old. He's just got to learn how to just just relax, go out there and play, stop overthinking. Because right now he's overthinking. It's just like, you know, when he's out there with DeMar, he's out there with, you know, Zach and Vooch, it's like, you know, should I take this shot? Should I not take this shot? Take the shot. Just play. If you miss it, get back on defense and, and guard whoever you got to guard. Get the ball. Where he's got to learn how to score when he's out there with those guys is that he's going to have to score his points in transition, getting out on the break, running, uh, filling a lane. Uh, crashing the boards, getting offensive rebound putbacks, and then anytime in a pick and roll situation, Mark, dive to the basket hard, look for the ball, and then go in there and finish. He can score with that first group. He's going to have to, in that second group, there's guys on that second team that can score too. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's, oh, I'm not going to score in that first group, but I'm going to score in the second group. He's going to have to learn how to score with both groups. And a couple of guys we haven't mentioned yet, Goran Dragic and Kobe White, they're going to have their times so where they're going to shine coming in as impact scores off that second unit 
Yeah, um, I tell you what, um, you know, I, I've liked I like the way Dragic has looked. He he runs the team. He looked in that first game. I thought he was a little nervous, you know, but I thought he really started to find his groove, you know, in game two, three, and four. Um, there was game two, and he didn't play in Toronto, so he played two of the last three. Um, he moves the ball very well. He's crafty. You know, he's really crafty with the ball. He's a good passer. Uh, he plays at his own pace. He doesn't like. He doesn't allow you to rush him and force him into playing fast. He plays his own pace. He's pretty solid defensively. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, he stays in front of guys, gets over screens. He just knows how to play. We're talking about some of the other teams around the NBA in the first segment. Did you see the thing with Russell Westbrook last night where he wouldn't get in a team huddle? And kind of stood apart from everybody else. It's looks like he's already trying to force his way out of out of the Lakers. What a mess over there! Oh man, I tell you what, they they've done nothing to 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 make that team better. I mean, LeBron the GM should be fired. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> LeBron the GM, LeBron the, the player is great, but LeBron the GM should be fired. I mean, there's the, that team is in a in a total disarray. Um, it's all based on how well LeBron plays or how well you know, Anthony Davis plays, and 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 you not you're not guaranteed to get Anthony Davis more than sixty five games right. in the season. So, if you're hinging on that, that's that's got to be. If you're a Lakers fan, you got to be a little nervous about that. You got to hope that your your young players develop, and then you still got Russell Westbrook. They're not gonna they're not gonna be able to move him because his contract is is too big. Um, unless they throw in some first round you know unprotected picks, because there's a deal out there with Indiana, you know, with Buddy Heald. And then, you know, Miles Turner, they'll take the Westbrook contract, but they also want those protected, unprotected first round picks. Right. And the Lakers are, are really hesitant to deal with that. Now, if you ask LeBron, LeBron said, get rid of those first round picks. He's not going to be yeah, around anyway. Yeah, he's not going to be around anyway. So yeah. he's telling you to get rid of them. But the Lakers know that those are huge assets in the future. You can't just give them away for short term success right now. See, Bronny signed an NIL deal, first of, first oh, of many. Yeah, that's gonna be like he needs the money. Yeah, hey, listen, that's that's just, that's like like you know that's just like play money for him. Yeah. Um, it, it's gonna be interesting to see like you know where he decides to go to school. Um, he's turned out to be a pretty good player. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he's I mean, you go back three years ago, there was kind of doubts whether he was gonna be a good player or not. He didn't grow into his body. Um, you know, he's now stronger. He's much more athletic. I mean, he can jump out the gym now. So. Uh, watching him play, he's got a great feel for the game as a as a point guard. You know, he can see the floor, he makes the right the reads. He's solid on defense, um, so he's he's turning into a nice player. We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but the uh, the the big center from France, Victor Wembanyama. Oh, oh my God, this, uh, hey. teams are going to be tanking left and right. But the hey. thing is now with the with the new odds that the bottom three teams only get a fourteen percent chance, there's no guarantee if you have the worst record, you're going to get this kid. Well, they took away that tanking thing. Yeah, and so you know, uh, this is a kid that could be a franchise changing yeah. player. Um, uh, unbelievable, seven foot four can handle the step ball. Back step back three. He he reminds me of a young Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson was that kind of player as far as athletic, could handle the ball, could shoot the basketball. When he got to the NBA, they kind of changed his game a mm-hmm. little bit, made him more of a post up guy. And he got hurt. Uh, and he got hurt. Uh, but this kid has shown you the ability that he can run the floor. I like to see him rebound more. Um, he was going up against the kid, Scoot. Uh, the Scoot, Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson. Ah, yeah. Hey. 
He's Scoot, nice. He'll be the second pick. I'm going to tell you something. Scoot, Scoot ain't a bad consolation because <laughs> he, right. he also is a franchise player. Yeah. You can tell. Um, so, I mean, both these kids are really, really good players. You're going to see a lot of teams, you know, the tanking's out. You can't do it anymore. It's just a matter, matter of fact, you're just your team is not very good. I mean, you look at teams like Oklahoma City. They're going to lose a lot of games this year. Uh, Orlando's going to lose a lot of games. There's a lot of teams, you know, Utah, San Antonio. San Antonio those guys, I mean, maybe Popovich decides to stay if they pick if him. If they get the kid, if yeah. If they get that kid, he'd be, you know, I'm, I'm not retiring for like another 10 years. What happened years. with Tim Duncan, you yeah. know, so, 25 years so ago? So it, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the biggest thing with with, uh, with Victor is is that, you know, uh, it doesn't rebound like a seven foot four guy. You know, he's kind of yeah. kind of soft when it comes to rebounding, but the talent is there. He runs the floor. He can block shots. I saw him play against uh, Rudy Rudy Gobert in, like in a in a one-on-one game. And he, he kind of dominated Rudy. <laughs> and he was like 17 years old. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, that kid is special. It's going to be fun to watch his progress. And a lot of uh, agents and, and, and NBA people are saying, well, you should just sit out this year because you're obviously the number one pick. And he says, hell no, I want to compete. And you yeah, like to see that about no, him too. Oh, man, you don't want to sit out because that just if, you, if you're not playing, that just takes a year off there. You need, he needs to still develop. There's, there's certain skill sets that he has right now that it's NBA ready. But there are still things he needs to work on. And if he's sitting out a whole year based off he's worried about getting hurt, then, you know, I mean, you're going to get hurt. You can get hurt walking to the to the mailbox. I mean, there's different ways you get hurt just having individual workouts. So, no, nah, just just play. Just play. Yeah, you see how Kendrick Perkins got hurt? You said he was uh, going to Petco to get food for his dogs, and he slipped and fell and hurt his foot. So, he's on the I.L. When? Just a couple of days ago, they were doing the the uh, NBA Recently? Today show. Kendrick Perkins, yeah, and, and he was sitting in a, in his in his room in in his house. And I said, "How come you're not in the studio?" He goes, "Well, uh, I was going to get dog food for my dog. See, he's he's a big man right now, Kendrick Perkins." Yeah, let me tell you something. Man. I don't know about that kind of injury. Going to go get some dog food. That sounds like that sounds like maybe I got a got a figure four leg lock put on me by the wife. She twisted that ankle up, brother. You didn't go in there and wash them dishes like she told you to. Yeah, I like big Kendrick Perkins though. He's he's a yeah. funny dude. He's a funny dude. Yeah, definitely uh, gets that southern flavor with Kendrick oh, Perkins. No man. question about it. Yeah, he looks like he ate Kendrick Perkins. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's that's groans wow. from the Sriracha crew. Wow, wait, Mark, oh. Mark, you just imitate me. He's coming after you now. No, <laughs> Big Perk, Big Perk. Shout that's out terrible. to Big Perk. He's doing some great work over at ESPN. Hey, we want to talk a little bit about. People always ask, uh, what kind of TV shows, movies do you like? Because uh, oh, yes. Stacy's a connoisseur of the arts. So, so we got yes. any recommendations? Yes. Everyone's looking for that show that they haven't seen yet. They they got to check out. Okay, first of all, America. You got to be watching the House of Dragons because you should be. You should have already watched the Game of Thrones. So now you're going into the House of Dragons. That is, oh, I'm telling. You, that's my show now. That's my show. I don't miss it every Sunday. That's one of my. It's, I, I just want more dragons. You know, it's the House of the Dragons, but I'm only seeing like one or two dragons. It's I'm probably little, so expensive with the CGI I, I that make know. the dragons. I don't, I don't know. Occur. You know what, Mark? I don't know, man. They they they're, they're starting to they're starting to get some more though. But mm-hmm. I need to see more dragons because if you're gonna name a show House of Dragons, there better be some damn dragons <laughs> in the show. Okay, if not, just put the House of People. Right. That's all. If that's what you're not gonna show the dragons, just say House of People. Okay. So that's my number one show. My second show. Um, that I like that I, I'm really into is Cobra Kai. I've said this, I yeah, said this I've before. Yeah. Listen, America, if you were a big fan of the Karate Kid, which I was, not the one with Will Smith's son and Jackie Chan, <laughs> okay, with the real Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Arnold from Happy Days, yes. okay, Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. Yeah, if you were a fan of that show, that movie with Daniel Russo, 
You've got to watch Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is is really well done and well put together. You got it's like they brought back all the old characters from the original, and they all play an important role in the in the Cobra Kai uh, series, and it's it's awesome. I love it. Uh, Johnny, remember Johnny oh, uh, yeah, Lawrence? Right. Johnny yep. Lawrence was the was the bad guy, and uh, that was terrorizing Danny Russo. They he's in it, and they both have they both have a love hate relationship as adults, you know. Uh, it tells you the backstory of why Johnny was the way he was, how he got into Cobra Kai. It is a great, great show, a great family show. Check it out. They dug up all the other old guys now, too. Yeah, they brought year. back that, oh, that Terry back, Silver. He yeah, was yeah. like the Terry, ultimate well, villain. He's still there. Yeah. He's still yeah. in it. So they brought, they got Terry Silver. They brought back uh, the Mike. The yeah. guy yeah, that yeah. terrorized Mike him. Mark, Mike Barnes. They brought him back, and he t- he completely changed. He was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's selling furniture. <laughs> So who else did they bring back? Oh, the 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 uh, the the guy that they were fighting, the the Japanese guy oh, yeah, that, yeah. that was against Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, the uncle's. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, that was trying to kill Danny. Was trying to right, kill right. him. Yeah, yeah, they brought him back. Yeah, and he's he's cool. He's he's turned over a new leaf. He's yeah. not the bad guy. They need to bring Allie back though, the girl, the love interest for Danny. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, they need to bring her back. They need to bring her back. And uh, but it's a great show. Check it out. I'm telling you, hey, j- you'll, you'll, you'll say thank Coors you. Banquet. Oh, <laughs> Coors Banquet. I, I didn't even know they made that beer anymore, but uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence, that's all he drinks. Right, right. Yeah, they, they push the Coors Light. You don't see many ads for Coors Banquet beer. No. Yeah, I've got completely banquet. into it. I'm getting in fights at 7-Eleven now and everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then America, my favorite show. It's not back on yet, so if you haven't seen it, Go and start binge watching Yellowstone. Oh yeah, Yellowstone. Yes, there it is, right there. Kevin Costner. Oh, he plays a great lead role in this. My man Rip. Rip is the lady's yeah, favorite. Great. Rip's the lady's favorite. Uh, his daughter. His daughter uh, Beth. Beth in the show. She's dangerous. She's dangerous. Did you know <laughs> she was English? Yes. Yeah. Man, yeah. she's a Kelly. Oh. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> she is. Wow, oh my God. Anyway, before I was really interrupted by this man over here, um, it, it's a great show, well put together. Like, I think it's like five seasons, I think, or three, four seasons or something. I've been binge watching it. Like, it's it's an awesome show. Yeah, you can um, catch up on Peacock if you have it. Yeah, you, you got to check it out. Episodes. And then they got the 1812, I think. There's a, the pre. Yeah, spin off. Yeah. The pre. But I don't know how, how far that goes back. You know, because yeah, I haven't checked that out. Yeah, because they got Sam, uh, Sam Shepard. That's not Sam. You know, the guy goes, no, uh, uh, "Beef, what's for dinner?" <laughs> that, that guy with the nice mustache. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not big on the mustaches, you know, but he's got a nice mustache. Sam yeah. Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. There you he go. He has a great mustache. He got one of the best mustaches in the game. Yeah, he's the uh, narrator for the Big Lebowski. Is he? Yeah, he's done a lot of commercial work too. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. got he's got a great, great voice. voice. He's got a great deep voice, like you know, like like I said, beef. What's for dinner? Whispers. What are you watching? Well, Porn. Well, <laughs> well, that's true. What? <laughs> Leave it to whispers. Who's got to watch the old greats? <laughs> you know, it's got a good outlet is uh, Hulu. They've got a lot of good, sh- good shows on there. Michael Keaton won an uh, Emmy Award for Dope Sick, which is about the uh, the, oh, the yeah. opioid crisis, which was really well done. He yeah, did a great scary. job acting in that. Uh, a show it's a, lo- a lot lighter. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. You know they tried to take advantage of the Ted Lasso popularity, and this is actual a true documentary. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. I saw uh, that. Bought 
actually bought a soccer team from Wales that was at the bottom of the rung, and they're trying to get them moved up all the way through the ladder. So this actually follows them through the whole thing. Yeah, really well done show. show. Ted yeah. Lasso. Yeah, I'm wondering when they're going to come back with a third season. They're like teasing everybody to get Apple TV. So they want to get the subscriptions up before they bring it back. And and, and another show that I, I'm not really a big fan of is Jeffrey Dahmer, the, the Dahmer movie. Yeah, I haven't dipped I, my I'm toe tell in you that. Something, yeah. man. I'm going to tell, <laughs> tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, America. You hate it so much, hey, you listen, can't stop. America, I'm going to tell you something. I, you know, I like horror movies, and I, you know, <laughs> I can get into that kind of stuff. But I can't get into this Jeffrey Dahmer. Real life. I just, it was real. It's too real for me. Well, just from the trailer that shows you, that guy should have been caught so many times. Oh, and, and man. How the hell could you yeah. listen? This dude is snatching people from the bar on a yeah. daily basis, and people don't remember. Like, you know, hey, have anybody seen Bob? Yeah. He was just here last week. It's he been three months. And then the next time he comes and gets somebody else. And then you would think, you would think they say, hey, listen, man, there's like five guys from this bar that's missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then and then the lady next door, according to the movie, I don't know how true this is, but you know, it was the smell was so bad. Oh, into, sure. Look, I mean, look at look, look at look at the, the pre- <laughs> that, didn't that creep you out? Yeah, it does. I yeah. mean, seriously. just watching the trailer, I was like, oh man, I can't watch. No, this. I I started watching it, Mark, because I was like, you know, I'm gonna watch it a little bit and see. Because yeah. everybody's like, you gotta watch Dahmer, you gotta watch Dahmer. So I'm watching it, and you know, the first scene starts off with the guy getting away. Yeah. You know, the guy gets away from him, and you should know when you go into Jeffrey Dahmer's house, and first of all, you smell bodies. You should just <laughs> automatically left because that smell was already in the hallway. The drill, so, yeah. Blood on okay. The Your second thing, Mark, that you should have known you was in trouble when the guy locked nine locked. <laughs> That's when you know it's right there. Security conscious. And then the third, the third giveaway was when he's drinking. He's drinking a beer, but he's gonna mix you a drink. Yeah. And says, drink this. Let's let's throw it down the hatch. And and the guy's like, look, well, I'm not thirsty. Well, you drink it. Go ahead. I, I will say this about Jeffrey Dahmer. According to this movie, Jeffrey Dahmer must have been superhuman because he just subdued people. Like he yeah. was like he was like a UFC fighter. He was pinning people <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> he was he was really taking people down. I'm like, how is he so strong? Like he yeah. was literally his father's to blame. Though, if if Mr. Dahmer's out there listening. You're to blame for this because when you watch how they how he turned into this, like they were picking up roadkill on the road and they yeah. were he was cutting roadkill up and his dad got him into all this stuff and it was I'm telling you man, it's kind of like Dexter. Hey, listen, no, I'll, I'll, I'm a big Dexter fan. Yeah. I can watch Dexter because Dexter, Dexter there's some humor killed, in that. Too. Yeah, yeah, Dexter was killing criminals, yeah. people that deserve to die. So yeah. I can watch that. This dude. This dude was he was eating people. There's yeah. a big difference. Dexter wasn't eating nobody. He was just cutting you up, putting your trash bag, and throwing you in the ocean. Yeah, here's here's a bet for you. That actor is so good, he'll never be in anything else. The guy playing Dahmer. Yeah, you get kind of typecast in that guy. No, this, this guy, this guy who's playing Dahmer was playing on that American Horror Story. Oh, yeah, but, okay. But now, yeah. but now it's over. he knows what he's doing. No, no, he's good. He's a good actor. He's yeah. a good actor. Everybody likes him. But I'm telling you, man, he's he's got the same glasses that Dahmer yeah. wore. He look he it was he eerily like the way he walked. I mean, it just it just I'm to America. I'm not telling you not to watch it. I'm not not. I'm just saying it's not for me. I guess we, we got to get Steve back. Maybe he can sell those glasses. Oh, get him authenticated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put, put him on oh, drippy. Yeah. Oh, dri- drippy and Dahmer glasses. <laughs> That's not a combination I want to be on. No. You no. know what those victims needed? They needed to get to the house in a windy city limo and have Mike watching out for them. Oh. You know, because he he would charge. He'd take care of Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> Mike. Mike, if you hear me out what there, baby. Yeah. Mike, hey, 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 David. Mike, Mike would have took Jeffrey Dahmer down. Oh. Windy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. 
Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact us at 847-916-9300 or hit us online, WindyCityLimos.com. And they have a panic button in the back in case you're trying to be <laughs> captured by Jeffrey Dahmer. So just hit that button and hey. Michael come charging in. And, and I'm telling it. you right now, man, seriously, like that's just something. Even talking about it just creeps me out, man. I just, oh. And, I, and my one thing is, like, when you go into someone's house, okay, the first thing I do, if I go in somebody I don't know. Sniff? No, not sniff. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Like you smell something like that. But, 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 no, seriously, seriously, you go into someone's house like him, okay, yeah. and you, you, you smell, you smell in the bodies, whatever. Like, you should be looking for weapons. Like, you should be yeah, looking for, like, that. something to grab. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when the, the first time I went over to Tim's house, that's the first thing I did <laughs> until I realized that he was no threat. <laughs> looking for yeah, a I was weapon. looking for weapons just in case. Like, you know, if I walk Jeez. in, if I walk in, Mike and I, and, and I see this mark, yeah. I'm using it as a weapon. A weapon I'm, I'm going to yeah. bust you in the head with some yeah. barbecue sauce, okay? I'm going to take, I'm going to make sure <laughs> that I'm not going to And get, then you'll be drippy. You know what? They'll be, definitely be drippy. <laughs> but I'm going to make sure if I'm going out, you going out with me. Both yeah. of us going out. You're not going to be up there nibbling on my leg and putting barbecue <laughs> sauce on me, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, eating me up. No, not happening. Not Stacey King. Nope. So I'm already made one bad transition. I'm going to make a second. You will not oh. find any angel water in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment because no. he's making different cocktails. <laughs> no, he's not. Tim, no. tell the folks how they can get some uh, great service for their water purification. Go ahead, Tim. Sure. Listen up, Bulls Nation. We want to make water healthier for your home and family. So look no further than our favorite water here in the hot sauce. That's how Dahmer gets some Tim starts the ad reading and they fall asleep. This comes out of mission. He got me, Mark. Jeffrey Dahmer got me, baby. Put me to sleep. You can rinse your bloody drills with this water. We thank you for providing. Give me the hot sauce tea with more than enough H2O to keep cool. Stay hydrated all year with water you can trust. Call 847 382 7800 to get your water tested for free today. They'll send you the kit for free. Oh, you done? Okay. That's what we call a personalized ad read. Ooh, man. We just we we've been prubbing up Dahmer, man. We should get paid. <laughs> it's like we've been oh, prubbing my up goodness. the Dahmer show, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, we don't turn nothing down with our collars over here, America. Okay. So anybody has an ad you need us to read, we'll wow. do it. We'll do it for anything. What was that chocolate he used to make? Oh, Anyone Jeffrey Dahmer? Remember? Yeah. What was the name of that place? What was it? Like uh, ambrosia, or something ambrosia, like yeah, yeah. Jeez, they tore it down yeah. though. They tore all that stuff down. They tore up that apartment complex. I think well, yeah. not good, good for business. Was it good chocolate? I I never. I had don't any. know. Maybe you might have found a finger in it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they think it was you, you think it was a peanut. It's somebody's finger. Like oh, this is crunchy. Oh, this is Rice Krispie treats. Oh uh, no, it's somebody's what? nails. <laughs> You know, one of the interesting things about uh, trying to be the moderator on this show is you always know when it's time to end yes. it. And, and we've reached that point Ooh, here on yeah. episode 102. Laughs like a box of chocolates. Of Give me the hot sauce. I want to thank Steve Polikoff for coming in in person to join us here in the Sriracha Studios. Check out his drippy site. They're going to do some great things with that business. And the NBA season starts next week. Stacy's going to be on the road, so yes. he's going to join us via remote from his uh, palatial Sweet at yes, some some city, some five star hotel. Yeah. To, to getting, my, getting my nails done, my toes done, <laughs> massage. I'm gonna have that on. I'm gonna have it on yeah. there, America. You gonna there see you go. it all, baby. So look forward to that next week. The NBA season about to start, and we are fired up to get ready to go. Episode 102. Of Give me the hot sauce in the books. Want to thank the crew for their great work. Maddie always doing a great job producing the show. Bully. 
Yes, absolutely. I want to thank everybody for their, their work. <laughs> and we're going to get a new T-shirt for uh, Cisco for next week. So. We're going to give him a drippy. Yeah, we'll give him a drippy shirt. That drippy. fits. Drippy. And then we'll put Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep. Drippy. <laughs> <laughs> the city assassin does it again. Big time player.